Welcome to Spring the Beacon with Ryan Rieger. Today we play Lego, and Daddy has other dice stay on my play Lego. Hey guys, welcome back to the Streams of Income radio show. I'm your host, Ryan Rieger. Today, I'm chatting with Mike Abramowitz. So he and I geeked out over Cutco knives because I used to sell them in college and he just ended a 20-year career with Cutco and Vector Marketing. And so we had I had a lot of fun chatting with him, asking him about what uh, how things have changed. But he pioneered the online virtual sales training and interview process for Vector Marketing. It was so cool. But he did it before COVID, so it was perfect timing. But now he helps business owners who want to get things off their plate, focus on being able to work on the the top revenue-generating task in your business, the things that really move the needle and move your business forward. He has a whole company built around helping business owners offload those things to a virtual assistant to help them grow. And so I loved chatting about, uh, with him. I took a lot of notes on this as well. We talked about things like, what's your time worth? You've got to know what your time is worth so you know then what tasks you should be offloading and uh, and how to work in your zone of genius. And so just a lot of fun. Uh, his top One of his top tips are invest in your success. If you, Whatever you're making, invest a portion of that back into coaching or courses or live events or books, whatever it is to help you grow. Uh, mastermind groups, get around those people that are going to help you go to the next level. But um, he also is very generous. He's got a free 90-day delegation session where he will um, get on a call with you and help you figure out what those tasks are that you should be offloading. And he's also got a free 25-page time audit workbook. Just go to betterthanrich.com forward slash 90-day plan, 90-day plan. That's betterthanrich.com forward slash 90-day plan. Here's my interview with Mike. Mike, welcome to Streams of Income. Good to meet you. Yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Of course. So when I saw the e your email, I saw Cutco, or actually, you know what? I saw that you'd been on a um, a podcast episode for a show called um, Selling Knives, Changing Lives or something like that. Mm -hmm. And I thought, oh, that's interesting. I wonder if that's Cutco. And it was. And so I saw that you're like one of the top reps ever in vector marketing, which is crazy. Well, I I mean, 20 years, if you do anything for 20 years, you're That's probably going to be pretty good. <laughs> so, right. I, I think it's there's a saying in Cutco, it's like, if you don't quit, you'll get promoted. So, you know, I don't I don't know how much That's of it was uh, due to talent, but. That's awesome. Just stuck around. Yeah, man, that's a whole episode in itself. You could talk about that. Just <laughs> you do something long enough. You'll get you'll move up pretty much. That's so cool. Well, guys, for those of you, I don't really talk about this much, but for those of you listening, um, my story, I sold Cutco in college and actually had a branch office for a summer. Um, but I sold, I think, 25. No, I, I'm at 30 or 35,000 in sales. So uh, quite a bit uh, under what Mike has done. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's still solid, man. That means you earned five figures as a college kid. I mean, that's yeah, great. That's true. Yeah. I, I learned a lot from it. So it's a great, it was a great opportunity, gave me a lot of confidence. But I I want to hear your story. So how did you, man, just tell me just everything. I, I read your bio about your mom that was just touching um, because I lost my dad a couple years ago. And so I I understand what that's like. And I can't imagine what it was, you know, you're in college when that happened. So just walk me through um your story. 
Sure. Well, um, we could go in any direction. I'll just kind of ex- sure. tell the story and then we can yeah. park and land wherever you see fit. But uh, so I did start selling cutco when I was 18, uh, right after my freshman year of college over at the University of South Florida. I grew up in New Jersey as the youngest of eight, but moved to college in Tampa. Um, I started selling cutco just to get a little extra experience. And then um, it ended up being a vehicle to pay my way through college. So wow. I, I sold uh, cut go through college, pay my way, won scholarships, advanced into management, and it was fantastic. I got my bachelor's of science in industrial engineering uh, from the University of South Florida. And you're right. I mean, when uh, when my mom my mom passed when I was 20, while I was running a branch office, actually. Mm. So that summer it was really challenging. But due to like the mentorship I was surrounding myself with, it was really helpful. Yeah. Um, I did invest. I took her life insurance money, invested. I bought my uh, my second home. I had my first home with my Keko money, and then second mm-hmm. home with mom's life insurance money. So when I graduated college, I had three rental properties. Um, and I was just trying to like get ahead, you know, that was mm-hmm. the, let me just retire at 40 and, you know, um, <laughs> but that's kind of not, not the case, uh, during my twenties, I call it the Valley of my twenties because I was trying so hard to get ahead that my, my net worth was really myself, my self worth was tied to my net worth. Mm. And when the market collapsed in 2008, uh, I pretty much was, uh, I was in a lot of poo poo. Um, I lost about $130,000 of my own money. I lost the properties. I had a 400 credit score. I was near bankrupt. Uh, the relationship was in a seven year relationship, uh, that ended unhealthy eating habits started. So it was, it was a really tough spot to be in sales management to like influence other people while I was really fighting the fight. Uh, so, um, that was uh, that went through till about 2012 until I went to my first Tony Robbins event. Mm-hmm. I walked across fire. I'm a seven time fire walker <laughs> now. Uh, so circa 2012, 2013. And that's where I learned at that event, my mess is my message. Mm-hmm. So then I took the valley of my 20s and I spent the next year, uh, 2013, 20, 2014, speaking to the schools in Pinellas County, Florida. And I spent okay. 300 hours speaking inside the classroom uh, to learn and figure out what my message was while serving our community. And that was my first book, Grab Tomorrow, Your Best Year Ever, which is this book over here. Uh, And that reached number one on Amazon. And I turned that into a curriculum to teach inside the school system. I also uh, started a nonprofit called PB&J for Tampa Bay, Uh where we provided 100,000 meals to the less fortunate in the area. So that was like the backbone of it. But the challenge was, uh, great, I had the passion project, I had the books, I was doing book signing, I was doing speaking while I was running my direct sales office. Uh-huh. And it was like, but there was no time for a relationship. And when I mm-hmm. met my my now wife, and I we, we started dating uh, about 2014, 2015, okay. in the midst of all this, when I, I just knew there was something more. So I hired my first business coach in 2016 to figure out how can I buy back some time for my business? Yeah. And he had an experience in India helping scale a company from 6 million to 30 million. And he had a team, a staff of 1400 direct reports. So he came back to the Mm -hmm. States and started coaching Mm -hmm. small business owners on how to corporatize their business. I was his first student and client. So 2016 hired him, 2017 and 18, my business started really booming. Uh, And then when COVID hit 2020, uh, it was like all systems go. I mean, we were, we, because the whole uh, philosophy of me corporatizing my business was so I could be a more present dad. I can be a yeah. husband. I could work from home. Yes. And in the Cutco model, it was like a lot of live interviews, live live training, in office work, live demonstrations, in home. Yeah. I took 
I was on the spearheading the virtual component of doing everything through Zoom, Zoom interviews, Zoom training, Zoom uh, presentations, oh, wow. Cutco. So I like pioneered how to do this virtually 2017, 18, 19, uh -huh. and then 2020 COVID. It was like, boom. So we won five national titles within those two years. We broke a ton of records. You we, you're talking about your office? My, my team, my office. Yeah. yeah. So we, we absolutely crushed it. Wow. And um, did really well. We did. A, we provided about a thousand jobs in uh, 2020 during uh -huh. COVID. We did about two and a half million in sales during that time. I even took an 18 day road trip with my wife, and we were still doing 100 thousand dollar sales weeks. Like, it was just wild. Were you and one of the only offices in the country doing virtual uh, Petco demonstrations? I was one of the only offices pioneering it and wow. figuring it out. And and there were offices doing it, but they were like doing like a hybrid approach where yeah. I was really this this was I called my office the innovation station. I mean, we okay. were really on the cutting edge of everything because I hired my coach. I was uh -huh. I, I hired offshore virtual assistants. I put in yeah. technology and automations to buy back time for my staff so my staff can focus on human interaction and not administrative yeah. work. So it's like all these little things that I was doing in my office um, really paid off during COVID. The yeah, big dude. payoff happened. <laughs> my son was born December 31st, New Year's Eve of 2020. Um, and he was born at 26 weeks, weighing one pound, four ounces. Wow. And when he was born, we didn't know uh, exactly how long we were going to be in the hospital. But he was fully uh, on a ventilator. He was uh, had his trach put in in April, uh, and then um, we finally took him home in September 10th of 2021. So we were there for 254 days. But my wow. office, my business, ran without me and still produced a quarter million in revenue and profit, six figures in profits without me there. So that's when I called my coach, September 10th, 2021. I said do you think we could teach other business owners how to do this? Because <laughs> my wife has now a f left her corporate job for Bic Graphic Depends, making 80 grand a year. And now she became a full-time medical mom. I have mm. to replace her income. I don't know how I'm going to do that. Do you think we could teach people how to do this? And it's like, let's find out. And that was the birthplace mm. of Better Than Rich. And that business, that business coach is now my business partner uh, with what I do now, which is to help these business owners understand systems and delegation and automation to help them buy back time so they could reinvest that time to what matters most to them. Not everyone's going to have a circumstance like I did, yeah. but allowing them to have time to do school drop-off or take their family to a lunch or like whatever it might be, take a trip. Like to be able to help these people buy back time has been a really great uh, find in the marketplace that they didn't yeah. know existed. Yeah. Uh, from my own circumstances. So that's again, there's still lots wow. of that we can unpack here, but yeah. that's 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 where the last I know 20 you years typically probably don't go this far deep into it because of my cut co background i'm curious of what a zoom presentation looks like because i'm sure. intimately involved and now this is the days i think i probably was before you and i know things maybe have changed along the way but um cutting the what? penny at the kitchen table yeah, right? of course <laughs> the penny and the leather like did you guys yeah. just do that like all virtually and like show like, like a kid would you know show their their potential customer like here's what it does so there's there's a we the short of it is we use video. So okay. there was videos, uh, pre-recorded, high quality videos that were yeah. created to demonstrate the products, which okay. we realized was just as sufficient. So you would as, send that to a customer ahead of time, they watch it, and then you follow up, or was on it the present. So that would be a part of the presentation. So whenever we would do the cutting on an actual live in home, uh, we would do a video of the cutting wow. during that section of the presentation for the virtual, yeah. and we had to like 
narrow it down to make sure that it was not because some of those demonstrations would drag for an hour, two hours, three hours. So we really had to figure out what are the most important points to keep someone's attention uh, while making sure that someone with no experience at all can build enough value, uh, find a problem to solve. Mm. And we, we didn't see any um, any hiccups with our average order, with our wow. closing percentage, uh, we were still able to book, but, but what, what was helpful, Ryan, is we were able to book up more appointments because there was less friction of yes. having someone come to your home, clean the house, Correct. book the time cancellations, Correct. right? So yes. we actually would have our students book up more appointments because they also weren't limited to their local location. They could do appointments wow. anywhere in the country, really anywhere in the world. Did you ever do like multiple people on the same call? Or was it always one rep to one family, one 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 to one, okay. one one rep to one home? Um, okay, because the 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 um there's something called a group think. So multiple people would say uh, yes, and then one person like oh, I'm going to wait till later, and, and then it's up like the oh whole. I'll wait till later, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, good point. So one to one referrals, word of mouth, and uh, we, but that that's that's just the selling side. Then you take that, like that's the client journey. And I think yeah. what business owners often forget to remember is there's also the talent journey, mm-hmm. hiring and onboarding your staff. So, and you yeah. remember, I mean, we're a recruiting company, so it's yeah. a recruiting company. So we had to do that for the demonstration. Yeah. But we also need to do it for, for the, interview the interview and the hiring and the training and the onboarding process. So I know this is way deeper than what you, but I'm so interested in this. No, that's great. Uh, like, it, there's like, there's okay, lots so of lessons. I remember the days when I had the branch office, we'd go and post, we'd have post-it notes or we would go into the local, where I was, there was only one little college. And um, actually it was when I was in Muncie, Indiana, though, where at Ball State University, we would go into the classrooms and write uh ten dollar an hour i don't remember what it was then yeah. 15 an hour and a phone number sure. um so what was your process for getting those people into the interviews it's it's i mean it's still similar i mean all the guerrilla marketing strategies existed uh-huh. going to the campus passing out cards putting up posters uh-huh. but social media really has been a, a a secret sauce for us i mean we yeah. really leveled up with linkedin okay. so what i would do is i would have my virtual assistant team um they would prospect on Instagram and LinkedIn specifically for all the the target audience of who we wanted our target audience being college kids. So Are there are a lot of college wow. kids on LinkedIn. So yeah, yeah, tons and wow. high school kids. So we would search really? by alumni of those schools and it would okay. show us their graduation year. And if it's uh-huh. to, if say for right now it's 2024, we would put graduation of 2027. So that would show us that they're a freshman. If it's Brilliant. 2026, it'd be a sophomore. So we were, and by the way, we, we do this right now for some of our clients that okay. use our services that are Cutco managers awesome. and our team finds and prospects and messages and connects with all these individuals on Instagram and LinkedIn, letting them know like, Hey, I saw your profile. I don't know if you're you or anyone, you know, might be looking for extra income around school, but we have a flexible schedule. Um, you know, is that something you might want some more information about? So that prospecting is all happening, but direct messages on LinkedIn and, and Instagram and our team does it. And then they say, yes, then it's like, depending on, then it's choose your own adventure. But we did is I created a Calendly where the student would click, find the time, and that would send them over to Zoom. And then we would do a Zoom interview. Was that a live interview? 
It was a Zoom live interview that we okay. would do, but they would watch a video beforehand to pre-frame them. Then the facilitator of the interview was facilitating a video of me, so it didn't have to be me there, but I didn't have to highly train an, you know, an 18-year-old on how to like recruit or run an interview. Yeah. That's a bottleneck for a lot of managers. A lot of managers yes. only promote from within. Yes. For me, I actually hired from Indeed a facilitator of the interview that I could pay 10 or 15 bucks, not an hour, but just per play. Hey, you're going to hop on dress nice, press play, and then field any comments in the chat. And then at the end of the interview, you send them a form for them to fill out finalinterviewquestions.com. I bought the mm -hmm. URL and then the applicant fills out the final interview. And then somebody else who's more qualified runs the final interviews for these people yeah. looking over the applications. This model, wow. it sounds so like, um, oh, duh, that's simple. But compared to what we have done in the past, which is, you know, build a crowd, show up to the to, to the office, you spend yep. 90 minutes with them, yep. whiteboard, showing them all the details of the position, <laughs> then you pull them back one by one by one, and you'd be there for three hours for yes. one interview um, to, to go from where we were to where we became, but still have just as high of efficiencies and just uh -huh. as high of productivity. Um but the best part that I love is the profitability because yeah. instead of paying for an office space of two grand a month and instead of paying for rope and leather and the sample kits and the supplies, blue books, the binders, like all of that stuff, I was able to take all those dollars and redirect them into team and tech. Yeah. So still spending the same amount of money. I didn't scrimp on them, but I was freeing myself up, buying my time back with team yes. and technology yeah. with this type of approach. So the, from 2021, 2022, and 2023, three years, I might have spent five hours a month, some sometimes less, sometimes more, but it was about five hours a month, maybe 10, yeah. working in the business, but it was still yielding 80 to 120,000 in profits without me there. Wow. Wow. Um, so I can be building the other business and being yes. a present dad. And, you know, we had, we had like 15 therapists and specialists and appointments each month with our son. Mm -hmm. um, so it's like, that's, that's what's more significant for me about yeah. what I was able to do inside my cuckoo business yes. with the systems and the automation and the team and the tech. Absolutely. Um, more so than how much cutco do we sell? Um, yeah. So that's it's so really awesome. cool. It is very cool. Guys, I'm geeking out on the whole Cutco side of this, but like I know that that interests like maybe one out of a hundred of you. So, but like take, <laughs> listen to what Mike is saying that he's got a system in place and that whether you're selling knives or you're an online coach or you're just trying to get more customers, especially if you're trying to find people on LinkedIn, he's got a system that does all this. So put that hat on. I'm just like geeking out on the Cutco side because I know what it was like in the past and sure. this is revolutionary compared to what we used to do well and think about so, this way in my 20s ryan you could appreciate this because i sold a lot of cutco like i sold 160 grand through college and then another 200,000 after college so i had my customers have yeah. that same cell phone number my same air phone number my customers would text or call me uh -huh. for placing orders then i had new recruits so people who wanted to work for the company anytime mm -hmm. like they wanted a job they also texted or called my phone number. Okay. And then I had my current sales reps that were selling Cutco that needed help on their presentations were calling yes. my phone number. Yeah. So in those early stages of me being a solopreneur, and I think some people could understand this, 
how the heck can I free myself from three different parties mm -hmm. constantly getting my attention? If right. they were always trying to get my attention, then my attention could never be diverted to working on my business or right. in relationships or personal growth or self-help. Mm -hmm. So I had to reimagine how can I create boundaries and communication guidelines around how people can get my attention. And that's that was really a lot of the starting place is reimagining that part of the business. Mm -hmm. And then all of the other cool systems and team and tech and playbooks and SOPs and all that other stuff mm -hmm. that happened on the back end. But it started yeah. with me figuring out how do I protect my time and, and create these boundaries around my time. Yeah. So are all the Cutco reps right now, the managers doing your system or are they still some of them still doing the old wet method? Oh, 98% of them are doing the old method. People okay. don't like change. So yeah. people, people avoid change uh, as much as possible. Um, mm -hmm. And it's, again, my method, we sold a ton. I'm not saying we didn't, but they want to sell even more. And that's totally fine. I wanted to have lifestyle. Freedom. I yes. wanted to have more freedom and I wanted to provide that freedom yeah. to the so those are the those were the avatar I was targeting. I was targeting those who wanted to work from home. Those yes. that wanted to be able to do presentations through Zoom, right. have that type of flexibility. I, the 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 kids that wanted to get in their car and drive and sit at a kitchen table and do the cutting, yeah. great, more power to you. That's not my office. Go work somewhere right. else, right? Like that was so that's an important lesson for anyone listening is if you are trying to capture the entire marketplace, it's extremely challenging. Niche down, niche down, niche down. Figure out you're selling one thing to one person. Like Alex Ramosi says, I was selling one job to the individual who wanted to work from home that fit our criteria. And that's who we were going after. So when we sent our direct messaging campaigns and we were prospecting these kids, it was very much like they're either going to say, yes, that's me or no, that's not me. So that would be yeah. that that's an important part of 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 any type of business is know your avatar mm. who's your ideal client that you're marketing yeah. to and making sure all the messaging is directed towards that individual where they say oh that's me he's talking to me mm -hmm. she's talking to me that's so good wow so were you only um well your team i know cutco is um like so in or vector is more like you, this is your office this is your territory like if you decided to get back in the game could you recruit reps from all over the country or would it be like no you have to only focus on Pinellas County, Florida. They they limited that. They limited okay. that um, for that reason because what happened was, especially during COVID, um, they 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 were trying to recruit. They would go into the like the wealthy markets and poach these markets to, you know, have the you know the highest net worth kids and you know mm -hmm. there. I, I specifically remember someone was trying to poach like Berkeley <laughs> prep kids from uh, an office in Alabama, and I was I shut that down very very yeah. fast. So. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they, they would, that was, that was happening a little bit. Then they created some boundaries, but my last year, 2023, mm -hmm. um, I gave my Tampa territory to one of my development candidates. So okay. I gave her, she just graduated college. I gave her my old office and yeah. I uh, talked to the region manager to give me all the pockets of Florida that didn't, that was too far to drive. Mm -hmm. So that was my territory. It's like, just give me those markets. They're, they're over an hour away from a, an actual office. I'll yeah. take, you know, I'll take those and recruit yeah. them and it was a good test, but my 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 staff. I mean, I, I hired staff. They were running it, and uh, it was just it was just running. It was good. I just was like, I think twenty years is enough. I'm going to step yeah. away. So instead yeah. of trying to make this thing really uh, pop off, mm -hmm. I'm just like, 
school, my office did right over $850,000 last year. And I wasn't there at all. Like my team was, my staff was running it. It was good. It was profitable for me, but the company was just like, we're just going to go back to the old way of doing it. Mm. Uh, So that's, you know, it's just what it was. Yeah. Well, guys, this is the biggest thing that he did 850,000 in sales and he was hardly there. That's the key key Mm. takeaway from this. Which is amazing. I, I could ask you a million more Cutco questions, but my <laughs> cool. audience would be like, fun. shut up with that. Stop. Um, I'm just, just so fascinated with the change of how it's just so different or how you did it so differently because it would have been so much <laughs> so much better yeah. than the way I used to. But man, that's so awesome. Well, tell me about like, what, what are you seeing most people are stuck with? Like with the, um, when I talk to people about VAs, it's like, oh, that's such a jump. Like I'm, it's going to cost me money. Or... Um, they just not sure that a, a VA could do some of the tasks that they feel like need to be done. And I know those are both myths, but um, just wh- what are some of the things you're seeing in people that why are they getting stuck on making that first hire and some of the things that uh, they outsource at the beginning? Yeah, it's a good question because here's the challenge. Anybody that's in business, they like to be in control, Mm -hmm. which is a good thing. I want to be in control. It's my business. I want to make all the decisions. And I think that's great. We just need to understand which decisions do we want to be in control of. Mm -hmm. There's high value tasks and then there's low value tasks. And if you don't know the difference between those two, you could go to indeed.com and search and say inbox management, right? And I'll give you a price. What is the dollar per hour that someone will charge you to manage your inbox for your social media management? There would be a dollar per hour that someone will charge you. Graphic design, you know, somebody with video editing, podcast production, somebody will charge a certain dollar amount to do these activities for you as an example. So you then want to figure out, okay, if that's what they're charging me, what is my time worth? So that's where I would start. I would start with what is your time worth and how do we come up with that? We do an equation. We say, how what is your dollar, your desired amount of money to earn in a year? You let's say it's three hundred thousand dollars, maybe it's two hundred thousand dollars, maybe it's a hundred thousand dollars, whatever that number is, maybe it's a million. I don't know. You figure out how much money do you want to make in a year? And then you say, How many hours a week do I want to work? And how many weeks a year do I want to work in exchange for that amount? Mm. So if we just do, you know, quick, easy math. I'll say $200,000 would be the number. And I want to work 40 hours a week for 48 weeks. So that would be uh, 40 times 48 would be 1920. $200,000 divided by 1920 would be $104 per hour. So that means this person's time is worth $104 an hour. So if they did an audit to look at all of those tasks that we just talked about, those are like the bottom 20% tasks fall under like an administrative. They're all going to be under $104 an hour. If the business owner is doing those tasks, it's not that they're, oh, well, no one else could do them. That's not true, but no one else can do them as good as me. Probably is true. Dan Martell in his book, Buy Back Your Time, says 80% done by someone else is 100% awesome. So this is where the delegation comes in. If I buy back my time from those lower value tasks, the $20 to $30 an hour, $15 an hour tasks, Mm -hmm. then that frees me up to do the tasks that are over $100 an hour, the $150, the $200 an hour work. What are those types of activities? That might be more like strategy, finding strategic partnerships. That might be and getting on podcasts uh, or like speaking on podcasts that might be going into networking meetings and finding new uh, audience for you to market to that might be sales calls that might be um uh that might be uh, um 
high, like even hiring or like, you know, running, running a hiring department, adding on more staff, onboarding new talent, right? Like, mm-hmm. so we just got to think differently yeah. um, about what are the things that only you could do? What's in your genius? If, if I'm a content yes. creator, then I might want to create content that's going to attract more of my avatar. Mm-hmm. AI could go far enough, but we really need to make sure that we're leveraging. And that's why I like the 108010 that Dan Martel talks about too. Mm-hmm. 10% started by the business owner, the middle 80% done by team or tech, and then the final 10% done by the business owner. So it's mm-hmm. like, how many, how much team and tech can I surround myself with to help me with that middle 80% yeah. um, to help me buy back my time? So these are, yeah. again, I'm just ranting here a little bit, this but is this, is, this is a huge um, starting place of letting go of control of the yep. tasks that other people could do in a systematic way. Dan Martell yep. calls it the camcorder method. Record yourself doing it, then you offload it to someone else. Have them document it, create an SOP or a playbook. This is what our team does for business owners. We have like a one-stop shop, just like, here, click the button, we'll take care of it for you. Like, yeah. if you don't want to do this, just give us the recording, we'll turn it into a playbook, we'll turn it into like an SOP, a standard operating procedure, and then we'll do the task for you, right? That's Assuming awesome. it's within the scope of work that is in that like bottom 20% that you want to get yeah. offloaded. But again, there's the scarcity mindset. Oh my God, if I'm spending my money hiring this team to do this, well, it's not so you can go make a sandwich. It's so you can do the high value activities that nobody else can do that's yes. in your genius. Mm. You feel like a lot of people who are having that struggle aren't doing enough of the the high level tasks anyway. They're stuck down on the low level and that they feel like, well, what would I do then? If I if I hired this person to do these tasks, what am I going to do? Correct. <laughs> that's the thing is they settle into the low value tasks because they think that they are making progress, but they're not. They're busy. They're busy. That's not productive. That's not a productive use of time. We want to move the business forward. Being busy or checking boxes doesn't drive revenue in the business. We need to know what are the revenue driving activities. And that's where the business owner needs to park their time. Revenue driving activities. So we need to surround ourselves by team and tech that creates an environment for the business owner to create revenue. Yeah. Um, but a lot of those administrative tasks, like responding to emails, those aren't revenue driving activities, but they have to get done. Yeah. We just need to create a way that somebody else can manage my inbox for me. So that yes. way I'm not distracted by that. How can I have someone manage my social media for me? So it's not a distraction from what are the revenue driving activities? Uh, th- I mean, that's what's important. When I when I when I have nine books and when I launched my books, there's I, I went to Fiverr and Upwork.com. Uh-huh. I mean- it was, you could find work for like five, 10 bucks an hour, $50 a project. They're like contractors yep. looking to get done. My logo, the copywriting, um, the the helping with the KDP, KDP the Kindle Direct Publishing, uh, mm-hmm. formatting. Uh, I mean, uh, just a lot of what went into these books was me fishing for talent yes. on Fiverr and Upwork. It was low cost, but it took me a lot of time. So, so that's, that's, there's an exchange there. Mm-hmm. I, are they qualified? Are they going to provide good work? I had to do test projects to see if they were going to be reliable and good yep. responsive. Was their English good? Like all of these things. And then could I rely on them to do repeat work? There was many times where it's like, they did a great job, but then it's like, I can't get a hold of them for the next project. So it's yeah. like, 
there's a high level of unpredictability. So I went on the opposite end where it's, I paid a company 2,500 bucks to find me a qualified person that was for me working for me, which was my first VA. And that was awesome. I just didn't have any like playbooks. I didn't have any like uh, tools to give her, tell her what to do. Like I didn't know how to train a new person. So I was paying her, I paid this company without getting a lot of stuff done because I didn't know where to start. Then I built a lot of momentum, which is, a lot of tasks. I mean, I overloaded her. I mean, I was giving her <laughs> managing my email, manage my social media, video editing, graphic design, like all of the things I needed to get done. Mm -hmm. um, confirmation calls, reminder calls, get this person on my calendar, like all of that stuff. So it'd be like 15 things. So she was bottlenecked. Which one's the most urgent? Which one do I need to get done first? So yeah. that's when I went to Indeed and started hiring internal staff to help offset some of these, some of these tasks. The challenge there, interviewing, hiring, placing ads, paying taxes, all that requires a lot. Then someone quits. I had to do the process all over again. So every there, there is pain in a lot of this. There's no doubt. However, the consequences of not adding team and tech are very tough to be to run a profitable business that gives you time freedom. Yeah, absolutely. Are you when you have some people? I bet there's some people that like hire you. They're like, oh, I'm not really sure I'm gonna should do this, but they do it, and then immediately like. Oh my gosh, I should have done this earlier. That's what I hear from most people when they hire their first VA. It's just a feeling of like, I don't have to do that anymore. Holy cow, that's amazing. It's just a big weight off their shoulders. And now they're like, man, I should have done that a long time ago. Sometimes, sometimes they uh, they make the decision to bring on team, but then they don't, um, they don't know how to offload the tasks mm. to this person. So it's like, great, I have a who. But I'm yeah. not giving them things to do. And that was what that was the camp that I was in with my first virtual assistant. So it could be a relief if someone, if there's some sort of support mm -hmm. for the business owner that's also like nudging them along to say, hey, let's get Good. these things offloaded. Let's get these things. Have you thought about this? Um, mm. You know, do you have a playbook? Do you have a, a an SOP? Do you have a document? Do you have a a process that you can give to your VA? Like some of that part, it's almost like uh, it's almost like this. Imagine if you are a coach of a football team and you have players on the team, but no plays to, for them to run. <laughs> There's going to be chaos. Yes. That's essentially what uh, what some of those business owners experience. So we need to pair the players on the team with the plays to run, with the playbooks. And, and that's where those two kind of pair up together. And, and I think sometimes we want the quick get rich quick or the quick solution mm -hmm. or just install someone and get it done. But um, that requires a little bit more of an, more intentionality. So that's yeah. why most business owners or solopreneurs are like, I'm just going to do it all myself because that just requires a little bit too much time or money or whatever. Yeah. Um, so it sounds like your service is vastly dif different from me just going to Upwork and hiring a VA. It sounds like you have the support in place that you're actually going to work with me to help me give the VA tasks. That that's that everything that we did was uh -huh. because of these problems. So because yeah, I'm the wow. avatar, so I built it. Uh -huh. Our services based upon what I wanted. That's awesome. So so that so essentially, it's an account manager model where I go to the account manager. I say, account manager, I want these things done. And then there's a team behind that account manager of like 30 to 40 specialists who know how to do everything from video editing, podcast production, uh, administrative, you know, inbox yeah. management, calendar management, all of that stuff, voice work, appointment booking, like all of that. Beautiful. And so they, so the, I say account manager, I need this stuff done. 
And then that account manager goes to the team to get this stuff done. And uh -huh. then the account manager tells me, all right, this is what's done. So I just talk to the account manager and then the account manager talks to the team. So I'm not managing Beautiful. a bunch of people. Yeah. I just give that one thing. And then yeah. for me, I have a business coach that I pay a lot of money to help me with these ideas. So what we do is we have like office hours for our for our, our clients that use our services. And then if okay. they need help building those playbooks, we do have an education side of our company nice. to actually help them go from operators to owners, to help them go through our time rich six curriculum and help mm -hmm. them build out these processes if they're if it's if they're a little bit messy. More that's more for like they're a high earner. They have a good uh -huh. business, but they're just constantly sucked by the time their so their time is sucked. So we call them right. high earners, not time rich yet. Mm -hmm. uh, Henry's instead of not rich yet, they're not time rich yet. <laughs> high earners, not time rich yet. Uh -huh. So that's more of who we we provide some more of that coaching yeah. for. That's um awesome. yeah so it's it's it, because of the pains in the marketplace i was like mm -hmm. oh i could help try to solve these problems and now we've helped hundreds of business owners and yes. solopreneurs and individuals that have a staff some they're just doing it themselves i mean it's it's been a qu quite an experience compared to where i was with direct sales working with yeah. college kids yeah. but bringing those lessons into the marketplace to solve it for uh business professionals has been i didn't know i didn't know until I, I said, let's find out September 10, 2021. It's like, let's find out. Yeah, I love it. Are a lot of your team in the Philippines? Uh, I would say 95% awesome. are in the Philippines. Yeah. We have a yeah. couple of uh, different parts yeah. of the, the world, India, yeah. Pakistan, and then, a, and then a handful of stateside. Sure. I, I worked with a lot of VAs in the Philippines. I love them. And it's fun creating jobs for those folks. They're hardworking and loyal and... Oh, best. it's it's wild. I mean, we I, I did some math recently um, because one of our one of our staff members wants to. They've been living in the, like a compound with their family uh -huh. and like all these yeah. generations. I was like, how much would it be to get your own place? Like, how much is a house? And he's like, uh, well, I gave my own place for like seven hundred fifty thousand pesos. I was like, wow, okay, it's about what it is here. How much is a peso, right? It's like right. 50, 57 to one or something. Right, right. I was like, wait a minute, so we could get you a house for like less than fifteen grand American USD. I was like, let's create a plan. Like, let's create a roadmap. How do we get you 15,000 USD so you can buy your own place and not have to live in this compound? Like, let's create a plan to get there. Like, that's, that's so awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Wow. And there's so I many examples that. of that. Yeah. Okay. So can I ask you a question about that? Because sure. that's fascinating to me because I've had them. I've There's some of the people on our team we've loved to bless like that. Because um, it's so hard for them to get normal loans. Like, we can just go down to the bank and get a loan. But for them, that's like, I don't even know. It's almost impossible, seems like. So- are you, I mean, I've, I've even talked about like, could we buy the house for somebody and they rent it from us? Like, have you dove into that at all or what that? That's an awesome like? idea. I love that idea. I have not, but it's a really cool idea. Um, we just started the company. Like we're, okay. we're still like kind of in our like early teenage years, you know, sure. this is all 2022 was like the foundation of everything. Uh -huh. And then 2023 was like our come out party. Right. So, and we're recording this in uh, February, 2024. So, uh, but that is something that would be really fun for us to explore right now. Our, our big, um, like a uh, bonus that's on the table is there's an Island called Barakai, uh, that's in the Philippines. It's like, uh, the, it's like the Tahiti or whatever. Uh -huh. It's like a big, big resort. So we told them once we once we hit seven figures as a company, we're going to send them plus their families to this that's resort awesome. for a few days as a celebration. Uh, so like that's our pathway. You should go. 
Um, my business partner is actually in India, so he's a lot closer. He just okay. moved there because that's where his wife is from. Uh, okay. And um, they just wanted to travel, and that's where yeah. they ended up. They were in Mexico for a little bit. They were in okay. like all over the country. So they ended up there. So he might go, but me, we have a newborn daughter who was just yeah, born in December. We have our son is three. And by the way, for the record, he's now great. He's off the ventilator oh, for almost a year. And uh, he is, he's uh, got his trach removed about six months ago. He just started school, actually, Yay. in an ESE class this week, last week, actually. So he's awesome. He's thriving. So, wow. um, so yeah, for me to go over to the Philippines, not, not probably in the cards <laughs> right now. But um, yeah, it's possibly him. I love it. Well, I love what you're doing. I love <clears> that. You mean just, uh, I just have a heart for the Filipino people. I've gotten to know them. I've met a couple of my BAs in person. They actually got to come over here and just so fun. They're awesome people. And I agree. I love creating jobs there, but well, what else? Any other, um, actually one, I want to ask you about, you said AI powered VAs. Does that mean they're using AI tools? Sure. Okay. That's, that's okay. exactly what they're doing. Uh, okay. for, for example, <clears throat> any of our clients that want uh, any copy done, emails, social media, anything like that. Um, they'll, our, our VA team will get their tone and their writing style. Oh, perfect. Put it into an AI, create an AI with their tone and writing style. So anytime that they're responding as them or for them, oh, it's in beautiful. their writing style. As an example, there's a lot of video editing tools and yeah. software and AI to help with uh, some of those types of things. So that's where Very a lot cool. of it's coming into play. Uh, so we can respond for the client as a client. So it doesn't have to be done by yeah. the client. Love it. All right. Well, you've got a lot of experience in business and stuff. What what advice would you give the people that are kind of newer, just starting out? If someone's newer starting out, the biggest thing I would say, I've been doing this for over a decade, is investing into my success. Um, I spend anywhere between 5 to 10% of my annual earnings on self-improvement, business growth, personal growth. Mm -hmm. And it's been as high as 20%. So I think it's important, even when I was in those stages where I was negative 130 grand and I had $0 to invest, uh, I went to the public library and, and rented wow. books for free. And I specifically remember picking up a stack of books just to read and learn uh, from like mm -hmm. Tony Robbins, Unlimited Power and uh, um, uh, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Like, So just constantly making sure I would invest my resources, time yes. or dollars to make it a priority for me. So mm. uh, like last year, 2023, I invested over 30 grand in, into coaches and communities and mm. partnerships because it's so critical yeah. to surround myself around those that are just a couple of steps ahead. The perspective is critical. So if someone's new uh, to business, you got to surround yourself around those that have just have a little yeah. bit more experience to you and get out of that scarcity play. 10%. If you're, if you're yeah. earning a hundred grand, spend 10 grand a year yeah. on communities, coaching, self-improvement events, workshops, masterminds, mm -hmm. surround yourself around other people though. I, I assure you it will create a, a compound effect, whether it's free time, yes. uh, free up your time or increase your revenue. Um, one of those two things are, are going to be really important. So mm. that would be my recommendation. Love it. Dan Miller always said that exact thing. <laughs> the invest. He had a formula for uh, how much, if you're making this much, you invest this percentage. So I love that. Yeah. Right. Well, Mike, thank you so much. Um, appreciate you being on. This is so fun chatting. I could chat with you a lot longer about Cutco, but the audience would be bored. <laughs> so. I did have a free gift uh, yes, for any please. listeners. Is that okay? Yes, yes, yes. Of um, course. So anybody who wanted to sit down with me, I'm doing this right now. Uh, so I don't know when this will air, but in the future, it will be someone on my team. But right now we're doing free 90-day delegation planning sessions. So if someone does run a business and they would like to 
delegate and offload that bottom 20% of those administrative tasks. I'll sit down with them, poke around their business with them and draw out of them. What are those tasks that get offloaded and how we yeah. can get them offloaded with team and tech in the next 90 days. Awesome. Uh, so that is my gift. And I'll all, yeah. I am also pairing that with a free 25 page time audit workbook to help them figure out their dollar per hour. And then what are those low value tasks and what are the high value activities? So they could go through the workbook. You pair that with a conversation with me. I think it would be tremendously valuable yeah. okay. for someone who is uh, wanting to wanting to offload and wanting to get some of that time freedom that they're, that they're looking to get so Love they can it. reinvest that time. Where can people go to find that? That is at www.betterthanrich.com slash 90 day plan. That's nine zero day plan. So betterthanrich.com slash 90 day plan. Uh, and it will go directly to my calendar. You book a time, you'll, have, awesome. you'll see a hyperlink for the uh, for the workbook. It's right yeah. there for you. So betterthanrich.com slash 90 day plan. It's very generous too. Thank you. Mike, this is awesome. Thank you so much. You're welcome Thanks back anytime. Time. Just let, let me know. It's been fun chatting with you. Thank you, Ryan. I appreciate it. Bye-bye, everyone. See you next week.